the Son, therefore, shall make you free. Ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 20th, 2012. And today we're going to be covering a variety of different topics regarding the global uh, economy, uh, kind of what to expect. We're going to be looking at also regarding the thing that broke this week uh, with the uh, literary, literary agent's biography describing... Obama is Kenyan, and this has been out since 1991, and it stayed that way for a long, long time, for over, I believe, a decade, well over a decade, and nothing was changed. Um, Just looking more at the foregone conclusion that he was born in Kenya, as we've said all along, there's a multitude of proof regarding that, and um, we're just going to be kind of outlining that so you have it kind of all in one spot to verify that. We're going to be looking at a number of different things there. And then we're going to be actually looking at, um, well, actually more of Obama's ties to Kenya. And then the actual uh, article by Doug Hagman that came out this last, actually it came out on May 8th, regarding the planned re-election of Obama. And looking at that, so we can have kind of a heads up regarding that particular plot as well. So, those are really the main things we're going to be covering today. And the first thing we're going to be talking about is global leaders seek to corral Europe crisis. This just came out on the AP Associated Press last night. I'm not going to really do an extensive study on this. If you're on my email list... send out a lot of different breaking things, try to get like at least one out per week regarding this. Uh, but as I've said in times past, looking at the biggest things to be looking at right now is what is happening with Greece, um, the European Union, the Euro in general, regarding uh, the sources that I have seen come out. Many different various sources are saying that once you see the Euro fall, you should have about two weeks, and then the dollar will most likely fall as well. So there's probably about a two-week window after the euro ends up falling. We could be very close to that, and this also verifies that. Um, starting out, it says, The leaders of eight of the world's biggest economies meet this weekend outside of Washington, seeking to keep Europe's debt crisis from spiraling out of control, jeopardizing fledgling recoveries in the U.S. and elsewhere. This was the lead story on Drudge last night. Uh, actually, I kind of combined two of their lead stories. They both had to do with this particular thing, though. The turmoil in Greece is draining confidence in the 17 countries that use the euro. <clears throat> Borrowing costs are up for the most indebted governments. Debtors and investors are fleeing banks seen as weak. Unemployment is soaring as recession grips nearly half of the eurozone countries. The global markets are on edge. All of it forms a tumultuous backdrop. All of this forms a tumultuous backdrop as representatives of the G8 countries, the United States, Germany, France, Britain, Japan, Russia, Italy, and Canada, head to Camp David. Standing in the way of a breakthrough are disagreements on how to bolster Europe's economy and avoid a broader catastrophe. Really, this is, again, contrived and controlled. <clears throat> Most likely just a planned outcome to what they've been planning for a long time. Order out of chaos. They're going to bring their order out of a pre-planned 
chaos. And in this case, ultimately, it's going to bring about the new world order. So, <clears throat> this has been their plan for a long, long time. Barack Obama was caught between two competing European visions of how to solve the financial crisis at the G8 summit when David Cameron rejected an out rejected outright a French proposal to raise 57 billion euros through a tax on financial transactions. The Eurozone crisis is set to dominate four days of intense diplomacy, which began in Washington Friday morning and continues through a meeting of G8 leaders at the presidential retreat at Camp David on Friday evening. Discussions will then continue there on Saturday and on to a NATO meeting in Chicago. And the NATO meeting's been ongoing this weekend. There's been all kind of protests. A lot of, I believe, agent provocateurs put in there by our government in order to foment. I mean, there's some really stupid stuff going on there. If if you've if you've checked uh, Drudge Report or those types of things, uh, a lot of it looks very contrived to me. <clears throat> and from all the reports I've been seeing, it's kind of like martial law there right now. A lot of people protesting. A lot of Big Brother stuff. I just watched a short clip of some independent journalists being um, really accosted by, I think it was, they said like 12 different police cars had ended up pulling them over. I mean, it's just, it's uh, a very Big Brother uh, atmosphere there, military-like atmosphere in Chicago right now regarding this NATO summit. So I just want to give you kind of a heads up there, uh, the things I've said in the past regarding what to look for regarding a collapse of the dollar and what to look for regarding a collapse of the euro. It does seem that it is progressing in that direction. Uh, <clears throat> we'll have to see. I would listen to an interview this week by Lindsey Williams. His source was telling him and has told him that the dollar will be dead by the end of the year. Uh, it'd be nice to think that we had that much time. I just don't know if we do. I'm not, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not a prophet. But I'm just trying to give you the broadest picture that I can so that you can be uh, prepared, uh, you know, body, soul, and spirit for what is coming. So, next article, and we're going to be looking at this extensively. Uh, I've added a lot to the actual source article called Forgery Gate, 1991, Obama was was uh, stamped born in Kenya. His liter literary agent's bio describes him as Kenya and raised in Indonesian Hawaii. And here is a excerpt from this, uh, I believe it was a compendium of different authors that this, uh, these literary agents were promoting. Barack Obama was one of them. Uh, he had meant to release this one particular book, which we'll get into. It never happened. Then he ended up releasing two others. Okay. This was the bio that was approved by them, by Barack Obama. You can't tell me he didn't approve this. Regarding the promotion of him as an author. Okay, it has his picture. It says right here. And I mean, I, I give you the actual, not the excerpt, I give you the actual, what appeared in this actual uh, uh, literary agent's bio, okay, the actual, that was in this actual book that was promoting him. This is the actual picture and the actual excerpt. It says, Barack Obama, the first African-American president of the Harvard Law Review, was born in Kenya and raised in Indonesia and Hawaii. Now, it goes on to say other things. It's right there. 
He's absolutely, totally, openly admitting to being born in Kenya. One of the many, many proofs. Now, next thing I do is I give you some pictures. One is of two different... Uh, uh, one is a certified copy of registration of birth. The other is a certificate of birth of him, of his birth in Kenya. Okay? Uh, you can click on the first picture, and if you click on it, it'll take you to a JPEG, and then you can actually... There will be a little magnifying thing. You can click on that, and you can actually get a blown up uh, of this. They're they're essentially identical in the information that they're giving, but one is a certificate of birth, one is a certified copy of registration of birth. Okay, and again, both of these are you can see a much larger version of actually Barack Obama's birth. Uh, it's right here. Two different things of from essentially from Kenya. Uh, I just attempted to go to the first one, the first picture. Uh, click on that. Imagine that. The link's not working anymore. The JPEG on the internet. Imagine that. Now, how I found this, all I did is put in Kenya and Obama, those two words, in the search engine for uh, Ixquick, which is the most secure search engine up on the internet. <clears throat> Doesn't record your IP address and those types of things is I-X-Q-U-I-C-K. It's the one that uh, Catherine Albrecht, who wrote the book Spy Chips, uh, recommends to use. It's free, and it's just a much more secure. I do not re recommend using Google for anything. They are beyond Big Brother, and uh, I don't recommend using them for anything, whether it's email, whether it's search engines, nothing. So I'm just telling you what I would do. So, But I can still access the certified copy of registration of birth, uh, date and place of birth, August 4th, 1961, Coast General Hospital in... I uh, can't quite make out Mambwe. Uh, <clears throat> so, anyway, it goes through there exactly, you know, the mother, the father, you can see all of this. Um, right on this certified copy of registration of birth. Now, this is just one of the many things that exist out there regarding this. Um, you can, if you do a keyword search for the other, you'll find the other copy. And you can see a picture of it on this actual PDF associated with May 20th, 2012. And I'm sure you can find it still up on the internet because they'll take one down, but they can't keep them all down. So, <clears throat> This is the hospital record of Obama's birth in Kenya. The person who authored this article received an interesting comment from a Mr. Lucas D. Smith regarding Obama's possible uh, birth in Kenya. Mr. Smith writes, I obtained a certified copy of the de facto President Barack Obama's 1961 Coast Province General Hospital Mombasa birth certificate. I obtained the copy from the hospital itself on February 19, 2009. I have since entered... Affidavits and declarations in the federal court and also notarized and certified statements to U.S. Congress. You can visit me at www.wasobamabornincenya.com. That's www.wasobamabornincenya.com. The site's still functioning, at least it was of yesterday. I, I, I'm assuming it still is today. And it looks like um, if you want to really go into this a whole lot more, I'm on it right now. Welcome, we the people of the United States of America, was Obama born in Kenya. There's a poster you can download, Demand Congress Investigate, a um, color and black and white, a 1961 Kenyan birth certificate of Barack Hussein Obama II, 
uh, a letter to Congress regarding this, a video you can watch, uh, instructions for concerned citizens. See, the deal is, is that if, I mean, this is a foregone conclusion. We're going to see when this is all done. This isn't even a point of debate, whether he was born in Kenya. This is just the tip of the iceberg. But think about this. If this came out and was just, it's already been proven, so I don't even want to say that. But if they had no choice but to yield to this, the New World Order, the evidence was so overwhelming. Everything he's ever done since he's been in office would be essentially null and void, including Obamacare. So you could imagine that this one particular issue would be a really, really big deal for the New World Order. Not to let happen. And they would most likely institute martial law or some false flag event to divert your attention off this so that this would not happen. It's that big of a deal. Okay, so again, my biggest recommendation, as always, is to pray about these things. I'm always praying for the, that the truth be known, that God judge this wickedness, because without God's judgment on this wickedness, it will just continue to fester and get worse and continue unabated. And this is why I did the teaching on imprecatory prayers on Psalm 64, which is just one of the imprecatory prayers in the Bible, regarding that whole concept, which is not normally widely taught in most churches. So if you key in prayer or Psalm or 64 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, you can see that because um, that's a very important teaching that's not taught on very much. At this point. So, <clears throat> from here on out, essentially what we're just doing is confirming what we're already, what we're talking about here. Here's a picture of Obama and I believe his grandmother. And this is a story entitled, Obama's Kenya family holds thumbs up for elections when he was running for president. Senator's grandmother follows news from rural Kenya. We're going to talk more about her. Then they, we show a, it's called Party in Kenya. And this is from a newspaper. Family members of Democratic Presidential candidate Senator Barack Obama watched the announcement of his victory outside their home in Congello, the villages where Obama's step-grandmother uh, step lives. So they're showing these people in uh, where his grandmother lives, actually where Barack was actually born, as we'll find out. A literary agent promotional brochure for two decades ago declares Barack Obama was born in Kenya and raised in Indonesia and Hawaii, according to Breitbart News. The brochure was created by Acton and Distal, which was promoting Obama as the author of the never-produced Journeys in Black and White. This was a book that never did get produced. That Barack, uh, I don't know whether he actually wrote it, whether it was ghost-authored, ghost I don't know. The report says the biography was dispatched to business colleagues in the publishing industry. Now, if you want to get, and I didn't even look into this yet, but Sheriff Joe Arpaio reacts to the latest Obama-Kenyan connection in an exclusive interview with World, Day, World Net Daily. Uh, he's been on the cutting edge as of late. They're coming after him big time to try to shut his mouth. The senator in Arizona, who is uh, proven that the Hawaiian birth certificate that was issued is a total fraud. He's had his top... Uh, uh, 
guys in the police force that look at this type of information, been looking at this for months on end, analyzing it forensically, and they've totally proven it's a fraud. Okay, so um, I haven't even seen what his reaction is. If I would have included that in today's study, it would have just made things just too long. So, the literary agent who wrote the description, Miriam Goderich, now this is the one that wrote the, supposedly wrote the description that we just read, uh, now works for Distal and Goodrich Agency, which lists Obama as one of its clients. It's unsurprising, therefore, that Goderich has suddenly claimed listing Obama's birthplace as Kenya was nothing more than a fact-checking error. However, evidence to indicate that Obama was born in Kenya is plentiful, and it goes significantly beyond this 1991 version of the brochure. Despite claiming the passage about Obama's birthplace being in Kenya was a mistake, the listing still maintained that Obama's birthplace was Kenya until after Obama became a U.S. senator. Okay, remember, this came out in 1991. <laughs> so, we're talking a long, long time it stayed that way. Okay? Godrich's statement fails to explain why the fact-checking error persisted for 16 years. Through at least three different versions of Jane Distel's website and through at least four different versions of Obama's biography, reports Breitbart.com. So it was it was revised four different times. They snelt, they never changed the fact that he was Kenyan-born. In other words, that was a really big deal, which it kind of is. I mean, it was like the, almost the first line that was mentioned in the in the actual description. Um, you'd think that they want to get that right. No, no, 16 years later, it's still the same way. The literary agent also updated the text in June of 1998, but the part about Obama being born in Kenya was retained. The text was again updated in February of 2005 to reflect the fact that Obama had become a senator now. But Kenya was still listed as his birthplace. <laughs> it's unbelievable. After April of 2007, modification of the text, the passage still reads, and this is after 2007, it still reads Obama was born in Kenya. As Steve Bowman reveals, Distal and Godrich Agency asks its clients to submit their own biography, meaning it's virtually impossible that the listing of Obama's birthplace as Kenyan could have been a fact-checking error. He listed it. He approved it. He signed off on it. He authored it, and it persisted for 16 years. It can't be a fact-checking error. It's the, it's the basically the first line of it. I mean, really stupid move on, on there and Obama's part. Really dumb. If they, you know, if it was predetermined that he was going to be president, which, you know, from a lot of different things, seems as though that was going to be the case. So, uh, going further, during a speech about HIV, First Lady Michelle Obama, she said that, um, said that she and Barack Obama visited his home country of Kenya. That's a quote. Visited his home country of Kenya. Okay, now if you want to see that, it's, it's like a 30 second clip. You can watch it. I give you the link there. You can see her say it out of her own mouth. She admitted it. In 2008, Obama's paternal step-grandmother appeared to indicate publicly that Barack Obama was born in Kenya. His own step-grandmother said this. In an interview conducted by American Christian minister Ron McRae, Sarah Obama, 
was asked, were you present when your grandson was born in Kenya? Meaning Obama. McRae testified in a sworn statement, quote, this was asked to her in translation twice, and both times she replied, quote, yes, yes she was, she was present when Obama was born, end of quote. And that was in Kenya. She's never been out of Kenya, I imagine. Or no, hold on, yes, we're going to see one time she was out of Kenya at least. That's coming up a little bit later. So she was there when he was born in Kenya, Barack Obama. Two different birth certificates. All of this other stuff. Another source who met Sarah Obama told World Net Daily, quote, I have keenly and attentively listened to the tape over and over of Sarah Obama, and I can confirm from Sarah's own confession that Barack Obama was born in Kenya in her presence. End of quote. A separate Kenyan government official agreed, stating, quote, I have listened to the tape. The preacher asked whether Barack Obama was born in Mombasa. And the translator asked the same. And when she said Obama, Mombasa, it was like a surprise. They didn't think she would admit it, in other words. But she did. When New York Times bestselling author Jerome, Coase, Jerome Corsi traveled to Kenya to investigate claims of this, he was almost immediately kicked out of the country by Kenyan officials. Hmm, I wonder why. I wonder, I mean, if they had nothing to cover up, why would they kick him out? When Kenya's National Security Intelligence Service investigated claims that Obama was born in Kenya, officials in Nairobi found, quote, relevant birth records may have been removed or were missing now all of a sudden. Imagine that. Obama has deep political connections in Kenya. From 2006 onwards, he rallied in support of Islamist, oh, imagine that, Ralia Odinga in Kenya, helping him impose Shahara law. Oh, that's comforting. Is there anything evil this guy isn't? There's a very strong case that he's homosexual as well. And I've, I've mentioned this in many other studies. That the men that have come out and said, yes, you know, we did cocaine, we had all these homosexual trysts, he was well known in the Chicago bathhouses where they do this garbage, this sick stuff from the pit of hell. Well known. They all turn up dead. Imagine that. So, very good case that, that, that he's homosexual, bisexual. That obviously he's a Muslim, was raised a Muslim, born a Muslim, raised in a Muslim environment. Communist, fascist, fascist socialist, whatever, uh, an admixture of all of those. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of evil this man isn't. So, he helped Odinga in Kenyan, Kenya from 2006 onward to impose Shahara law. Islamist Shahara law. In Kenya, when Odinga lost the Kenyan election in 2008, his supporters rioted, unleashing a wave of violence. Despite the bloodshed, Obama used his influence to aid Odinga in retaining his position as part of a coalition government. Why? Because he's a Muslim, Muslim helping out another Muslim. For the mainstream media to imply the 1991 brochure is the quote source of the claim that Obama was born in Kenya is completely inaccurate. Not only was that brochure updated many times right up until 2007 with the information about Obama's birthplace being in Kenya retained, but there are numerous other factors which all indicate that Kenyan, Kenya could indeed be Obama's homeland. Well, it is. 
The biography is one of numerous published reports as well as personal claims that Obama was born abroad, including the recent testimony of Alan Hulton, a retired Chicago area mailman who had come forward with a first-person recollection of a clean-cut young man he knew as Obama who approached him and told him he was going to be President of the United States. Hulton knew Obama through Bill and Mary Ayers, the radicals, Bill Ayers, okay? And they referred to Obama as a foreign student from Indonesia or Kenya who they were, quote, helping. It's funny, he knew way ahead of time he was going to be president. And here's a picture of this Alan Hulton. You can click on a link there if you want to see the whole, because that's a whole other huge part of this that I just can't get into all the details of that. Holton delivered mail to Tom and Mary Ayers in a Chicago uh, uh, suburb in the late 1980s. Sorry, I'm sorry, that was Bill and Mary Ayers. In a, in a Chicago suburb in the late 1980s and early 1990s. And claims to have met Obama in front of Ayers' home. He has given a sworn statement, sworn affidavit to investigators commissioned by the Maricopa County, Arizona Sheriff Joe Apio to determine whether Obama is eligible for the Arizona 2012 election ballot. Holton has recorded about three hours of video interviews with WorldNet Daily. This is just one source. As WorldNet Daily reported, Obama's relationship with Bill Ayers, whom he dismissed in 2008 debate as just a guy who lives in my neighborhood, plagued him in the 2008 presidential uh, presidential campaign and could resurface in this year's election as many questions remain. I mean, the man wasn't even remotely vetted whatsoever. Obama. Over a period of years in the late 1980s and early 1990s, Holton estimates he spoke with Mary Ayers about 18 to 20 times. Uh... Once with uh, Bill Ayers, who died in 2007. Mary Ayers died in 2000. There is an internal bulletin from the Kenyan National Security Intelligence Service, or NSIS, that states that Kenyan, the Kenyan government in 2009 commissioned... Okay, so now we're switching gears. Um, let me just start over. Uh, there was an internal bulletin from the Kenyan National Security... Security Intelligence Service, or NSIS, that states the Kenyan government in 2009 commissioned a cultural museum in Obama's home village of Kogelo to honor the birthplace of President Barack Obama and rededicate the tomb of his father, Barack Obama Sr. I mean, they're, 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 they're opening up cultural museums, having all kind of proclamations about, okay, we're going to dedicate this. Here's where Barack Obama was born. Here's his birth certificates. Here's his grandmother, his step-grandmother saying she was there at his birth. Oh, but there's no validity to any of it, evidently. This is how wicked and evil and corrupt things are. It's just, you know, just amazingly unbelievable. So, the 2009 NSIS NSIS Bulletin report said the Ministry of Natural Heritage this month hosted a cultural festival in Congello, Kenya, and commissioned a cultural museum on a plot donated by a member of the Congello community. The cultural festival was attended by the Minister for Natural Heritage, William Niptama, and U.S. Ambassador Michael Rannenberger. I'm surprised they have anybody from the U.S. there. Huh. This was to honor the birthplace of President Obama and rededicate the tomb of Barack Hussein Obama Sr., the president of the late father. But the project had been delayed because of their ownership wrangles surrounding the plot. 
he's not qualified to even run as our president as he is not a natural born citizen. That's just one of the many reasons he's not qualified. The national, the Daily National, or I'm sorry, the Daily Nation, which published an artist sketch of the proposed Congello Cultural Center, referred to it as Obama's quote ancestral home. The NSIS memo suggests that the Kenyan intelligence agency kept a close watch on the Obama family in Africa. It noted Kenyan government provided assistance to Obama's step grandmother Sarah Hussein Obama, the one that was interviewed earlier, in the form of additional security and a government stipend of 50,000 Kenyan shillings, or $575 per month. A Kenyan blog, Jalulo, reported that grandmother, Sarah, caused a family conflict when she visited Muammar Gaddafi in Libya. Quote, to the surprise and chagrins of the White House in Washington, D.C., and without a proper delegation and approval of the entire family, the NSIS bulletin echoed the concern that Sarah Obama was visiting Muslim countries on her own initiative. Again, he was born and raised Muslim. Why would he, why would he help Odinga institute Shahara law? Why is he so, um, well, pro-Muslim, obviously. We've went over that many, many times in many other teachings. Just key in Obama in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done many teachings on him. So, it goes on to say that Mama Sarah had requested government assistance to travel to Mecca, which is where the Muslims uh, make pilgrimages to, Saudi Arabia for a Haji pilgrimage. But the Saudi Arabian government, through its Nairobi embassy, had come to her aid by announcing she will be a state guest in Saudi Arabia during her time there. Well, she's, you know the step-grandmother to, you know, one of the biggest pro-Muslim presidents on the planet, so she's going to get preferential treatment. On a related note, here is a photo that appeared in a February 4th, 2008 edition of The Examiner from Barack Obama's book, The Audacity of Hope. He said, quote, I will stand with the Muslims should the political winds shift in an ugly direction. That's right from his book. Why? Because he is a Muslim. Here's a picture of him dressed up like a, uh, he's got his, his uh, Muslim turban on, and he's uh, getting instruction. And the caption reads of the picture, you can see it, it's on page 7, it's going to be on page 7 or 8 of the PDF for this teaching. It says, U.S. Senator Barack Obama is dressed as a, as a Somali elder by Sheikh Mehmed Hassan during his visit to Wajur, a rural area in North eastern Kenya, near the borders with Somalia and Ethiopia. It appeared in the following Examiner article. And it was entitled, Obama's Shocking Link to Al-Qaeda. Senator Barack Obama has close ties to the African leader, Ralia Odinga, who's the guy we mentioned earlier, who he helped get into office and post Shahara law, who has, prom- who has promised to go easy on suspected Islamic terrorists and sign a sinister secret pact with the fundamentalist Muslim group, sources say. Kenya's losing presidential candidate Odinga, a member of the Lau tribe, was Obama's uh, as o- was Obama's dad. They were both members of the same tribe. Claimed that the Illinois senator is his cousin and describes their relationship as a close personal friendship. So he's really, really close with this unbelievably radical 
uh, leader in Kenya, a Muslim leader. And according to Time Magazine, Obama has been in nearly daily conversations with Odinga since the recent explosions of violence following charges that Kenya's presidential election was rigged. Odinga, who lost to incumbent President Maui Kabaki, has also been blamed for the terrible rioting in the country that left more than 600 people dead. Uh, in one town, 50 members of Kabaki's Kikuu tribe died horribly when Odinga's ferocious followers torched a Christian church where they lived in. So Obama's really got some wonderful uh, ties to some wonderful people throughout the world. Bill Ayers and, and, and now this Odinga guy who's, who was, you know, he only killed 600 people during the riding alone surrounding the election. Uh, 50 members of um, one of the uh, opposing guys that he was running against. Uh, Christian followers died um, in a church there, and they were all burned alive by good old Odinga, who Obama's in daily conversation with here. It's nice. It, it's, it's something you definitely want to be associated with. you know. So anyway, the article goes on and on. I mean, this is what a sick devil that we're dealing with here. And again, we've reported on this many times in many different other ways. This is just further evidence and further proof of everything that we've stated about the man from since we started reporting on him. World Net Daily also reported Kenyan Member of Parliament James Orengo at one point asked the nation's parliament, quote, now this is a guy, a member of parliament in Kenya, and he's quoted as saying, how could a young man born here in Kenya who is not even a Native American, become the president of America? With a question mark. <laughs> He's even questioning it. How, how can this possibly happen? On the day after Obama's election, Member of Parliament, another different one, Bonnie Kowali, asked the fellow members, quote, Could we allow a motion for adjournment so we could also continue the celebrations of having a Kenyan ruling the USA? With a question mark, end of quote. It's, it's a foregone conclusion. They all know he was born there. In addition, a number of media sources, including National Public Radio, reported Obama's birthplace as Kenya prior to his election as president. The man is totally, 100% illegitimate. He should be removed from office immediately and put into jail and deported back to Kenya. Everything about the guy is totally illegitimate and illegal. Everything. And he's the president of America. Another reference was made in 2008 in the Nigerian Observer, under a Washington dateline, Solomon Azawada wrote, quote, Americans will today go to the polls to elect their next president with Democratic Party candidate. Senator Barack Obama largely favored to win. The Kenyan-born senator will, however, face a stiff competition from his Republican counterpart. End of quote. I give you the whole article, the whole uh, picture of that, the Nigerian Observer, it, with everything highlighted right there. There's links, multiple links, to different things that I'm saying. So you can check all of this out, see that I'm not making any of this stuff up. It's not my stuff. All I did is compile the information, and I'm presenting it to you. I'm just trying to make it kind of like one-stop shopping, where this is just all right there. 
An African travel magazine once reported, quote, as Kenyan-born U.S. Senator Barack Obama jets into Kenya today, <laughs> Kenyan-born, okay, African travel magazine, as he jets into Kenya today as part of his African tour, concerns, concerns have once again been raised on the security preparations for other visitors and residents. An article in the Sunday Standard in Kenya begins, quote, Kenyan-born U.S. Senate hopeful Barack Obama appeared set to take over the Illinois Senate seat after his main rival, Jack Ryan, dropped out of the race on Friday night amid a fur, fervor over lurid sex club allegations. Hmm, imagine that. The guy that he's running against for senator had to drop out his main competition, had to drop out amid a fur over lurid sex club allegations. Hmm, imagine that. I'm sure there's nothing to that either. Also, an African news site and an MSNBC broadcaster referred to President Obama's birth, birthplace as being outside the United States. Can't be President of the United States not, unless you're not a natural-born citizen, and he sure ain't that. Pardon my French, sorry. <laughs> so, going further, uh, a report by Modern Ghana Posted in, and all of these are links. There's all links to every one of these things I'm saying that you can actually go see the source article. Anyway, a report by Modern Ghana posted in advance of the president's visit stated his birthplace was on the continent of Africa. For, and this is the actual quote, for Ghana, Obama's visit will be a celebration of another milestone in African history as it hosts the first ever African American president on this presidential visit to the continent of his birth. End of quote. It goes on and on and on. And there's the actual, there's an actual picture of that article I just quoted from here. So, next article, White House spent $23 million of taxpayer money to back Kenyan constitution that legalizes abortion. So, not only is Obama integral in making sure that these Muslim radicals of Dinga stays in office who, you know, killed 600 people in the last election, or his party was associated with that, and then burned 50 people, uh, 50 Christians in a church alive, uh, because things weren't quite going his way, and, and helped him impose Shahara law, Muslim Shahara law, the horrific system of uh, Muslim governance. Not only that, but now the White House is spending $23 million of taxpayer money to back Kenyan constitution that legalizes abortion because it was never legal before. And this is from Fox News. This is from July twenty second, 2010. I just found all this stuff almost by accident as I was researching this information. Just one horrific thing after another. One mass of putrid, corrupt, sick, twisted, perverted fruit that Obama's producing. I understand he's a puppet on a string. Okay, New World Order handlers, the whole nine yards. But um, he is the actual one that is that is implementing, or, or at least uh, trying to do everything he can to enact these horrific um, pieces of legislation and laws. A Republican lawmaker is accusing the White House of unconscionable and illegal acts for its role in Kenya's referendum on a new constitution which would legalize abortion in the country for its first time. Again, Obama has the most radical, is the most radical politician ever on record, essentially, for uh, pro-abortion and gay rights. You really can't compare him to hardly anyone. 
Again, more wicked, corrupt, sick fruit that we're, we're dealing with here. And it would make no, I mean, it would obviously make a whole lot of sense that he would have everything to do with trying to legalize abortion in Kenya. Representative Chris Smith of New Jersey cited a report by the U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAD, that estimated that more than $23 million in U.S. taxpayer funds have been spent on the referendum. $23 million of our tax dollars spent on this referendum so they could get abortion legalized. That's just one of the many corrupt things they were trying to do here. Under no circumstances should the U.S. government take sides, Smith said in a news conference on Wednesday, yet that is precisely what the Obama administration has done. So if it's something wicked, evil, corrupt, he's going to be right there, wanting to to push it. Anything wicked or evil. Uh, Here's some other stories related to this. I'll just read you the titles, okay? Breitbart editor, we won't probe eligibility. Breitbart, okay, broke the story. But they were incredibly, them and Sean Hannity. I listened to the, the interview that day, and what had ended up happening is Rush Limbaugh came out and said, right at the very, very end of his thing, I was, I was on my way, I was, I was on the road, and I just had the AM station on. And not to say advocate Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, particularly Sean Hannity, I can barely stand to even listen to the guy. He's such a New World Order little shill. And, 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 a, and a, he just, it's just so sickening how he covers for, he'll go after the Democrats, but when it comes to actually saying anything regarding what wickedness the Republican Party has ever committed, oh, no, no, he will always go out of his way to just, you know, they're above reproach. Bush and all them, Cheney, you know, they're all above reproach. And it's just sickening to me to hear the guy. But every once in a while, you know, obviously he gets on a particular subject and you can be, you can glean from that and be in some agreement. But anyway, he interviewed these Breitbart guys that broke this. Now, Breitbart, who was the one that had come out and said, okay, I got this bombshell, whatever information about Obama, was killed. And he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debut it on such and such a date recently. Well, he was killed, like, on the eve or that day or something of when the information was supposed to break. And then the doctor that did his autopsy of Breitbart, who died very, very, very mysteriously under mysterious circumstances, he's dead, too. The doctor that did the autopsy. He's all of a sudden dead. Most likely because of what his findings would actually indicate. And then someone else has died in regard to that, too. I forget who that was, but... Three people, at least, are dead regarding that one thing alone because they're trying to cover this up. Breitbart came out and they said, listen, we're not birthers because we don't want that stigma, but we've got this information and we're going to release it. And we just think that, um, although we're not going to take sides and we're not going to, we don't think he was born in Kenya, but we need somebody to disprove. I don't believe that. I really don't. And then Sean Hannity comes out and says the same thing. It's almost like they're covering for Obama, which was even sicker. Breitbart broke it, but it was almost like, particularly Sean Hannity, with his little mealy mouth, devil, little backpedaling ways that he has, was basically like, see, I don't think he was born in Kenya. I, I think, but, you know, and I'm thinking, whose side are you on? I mean, at least I thought you, you could at least feign that you were on a Republican side. No, no, I mean, when it comes to this, he's New World Order all the way, as far as I'm concerned. He's damage control. All these, these guys in mainstream news are. So I was really disgusted, but it was kind of what I expected to hear, particularly out of Hannity. 
Breitbart was was very mealy mouthed as well, and I understand they're probably fearing for their lives. But they were saying, no, we just we're going to release this information. We just think that it's newsworthy, and that's the only reason we're releasing it, not because we actually think it's true. I don't believe that for a second at all. I think they're releasing it because they do want the truth to come out, but they can't say that is what it appeared to me as because they don't want to get their heads blown off. So they're like, well, listen, we're going to release the information. You run with it. You vet the president. You know, and here, uh, Sean Hannity supposedly been, okay, we're vetting the president. <laughs> Yet, he doesn't think the guy was born in Kenya. And they're going to go against da, da, uh, Joe Arpaio, the sheriff down there, that's totally proven the birth certificate's a fake from Hawaii. You know, they're, they're, you can't trust the media, okay? Any kind of mainstream media at that level. They've been compromised. They've been corrupted. That's how they got to where they're at. So, again, Breitbart editor, we won't probe eligibility. They're not going to go there. They're going to release the information. I'm glad they at least did that much. But again, this is a this is a booklet that was released for that's been out since 1991. It wasn't like it's some big gigantic conspiracy theory or some big secret we're talking a book that's been dispute, distributed most likely by in the thousands and thousands and thousands there's there's got to be tons of copies of this out there it's just that it hasn't been reported on and then um media ignoring sheriff joe's death threat he's getting death threats now obama these are just different headlines obama's a fanatic obama fanatic guilty in Arpaio's death threat um, see, the people that are pro-Obama, they don't care about any of this. They don't care if he's ineligible. They could care less about the facts. I've seen, I've heard enough of them call into Hannity and voice their opinions, and it's like, they don't care. That It doesn't matter what you say to them. He's their man, he could do whatever he wants, and nothing you could, I mean, the guy's got more against him as a president, on so many different levels, and they'll just continue to defend him. They're literally like automaton robots that have been 100% satanically brainwashed. So, there's there's no getting through to them. Um, next article, Arpaio, probable cause, Obama's certificate of fraud. Uh, next article, what does the law say about Obama's eligibility? Well, he's not. Uh, and then... 100,000 lineup to back Sheriff Joe Arpaio. There's a lot of people behind him. Uh, Anti-Arpaio protesters ousted from meeting. Uh, another protest against Sheriff Joe fails. Uh, they're trying to foment and in, 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 in rally people to go against Sheriff Arpaio. Well, he, the facts are on his side, and he doesn't mess around this guy, and they're trying all these things to derail him, and they're having a real hard time. Um, anyway, there's a whole bunch of more things about Sheriff Arpaio there if you want to look into that more. So, let's go ahead and, uh, let's see here. Okay, I just checked. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we're going to go to part two. And, uh, that, I think we're just going to wrap it up with a part two today. So, God bless you, and we'll see you in part two. Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. 
Please help us continue this work to support this ministry. Our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.